This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. This is what I got to say. All right, man, we did it. Season two. Boom. We're celebrating some good times here in the studio. I'm Stu Saunders. My name is Nick Foley. And uh, we're this here. This is the what? The second season of the Authentic Entrepreneurs with Nick and Stu, and we're uh, we're pretty pumped up. We're pretty excited. We have a lot of things planned this year. A lot of great guests, and uh, it's gonna be great, Nick. You pumped? I don't think you gave enough credit to my dance moves there, man. Well, maybe we can focus it on the dance moves. Focusing on the dance moves. Here we go. Nick, watch this. Mikey, our producer, is focusing in on my man Nick Foley's dance moves. I only have one move. This is it. And it's the rollback. It's called. It's called the. Uh, it's called the rollback. Roll yeah. for him to win. All right, so we're pumped, man. This is it. Season two. Season two, we're man. Here. I'm happy to be here again. How was your summer, dude? It was fantastic. Yours? Yeah, it was good. What did you do? Summer. What was it? One big takeaway from the summertime? And by the way, this will not be idle chit chat. Before you give up and say screw this, we got a lot of really great stuff coming on this episode that is super important for entrepreneurs and human beings alike. So uh, one quick thing from your summertime. That it was uh, it was uh, the one great thing that on the spot. Um, I'll go first. Then we were thinking because right. your summer was so full. I know that you know, a lot of things going on. Really, um, my summer was it was incredible. YLCC summer camp, seventeen hundred kids and staff all together for eight and a bit weeks. Uh, it was great. Learned a lot this summer. Never stopped learning. Uh, learned about all sorts of things from employees to families to parents to changing times to technology. Things you don't think you think about at summer camp. But you think about it and you learn, entrepreneurship never stops. I loved it. Good summer. Great staff. Ash Bear, great job. Um, you know, Christine Fry, great job. Our kitchen, great job. Everyone, great job. Yours, what's your thing? Yeah, I guess my, my, my summer was great. Uh, I had a great summer with the kids and, and uh, my wife. And um, we ended up uh, doing a lot, had a lot of, had some, had some downtime, but also uh, used the summer to, um, to kind of recalibrate, but also to, uh, to do some work on, on the, my SaaS company, uh, my service of a software company, and um, we did some good planning with uh, uh, WeBS, our SOC company, and then, uh, yeah, so just got to get everything ready for September, because September's a busy time for, for me and for you and for many entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, so we didn't, I didn't have as much structure. I don't have as much structure in the summer as you do, because you, well, I know I that's your camp structure. is a lot going on and stuff, but um, I still use, uh, took advantage of my days and, and, and thought I was uh, uber productive, as they say, so yeah. it was good. It was good. Um, you know, and side note to that, uh, you said your SaaS, your um, service as a software. Service as a software. Yeah, I, I for a long time, Nick. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was like sassy. Like mm -hmm. People would say SaaS, your SaaS factor or your SaaS whatever levels, SaaS whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's like SaaS? That you're sassy, and I didn't know what it meant. So yeah, well, there you go. I knew I know what it means now, but for a long time, I thought SaaS meant like <laughs> sassy. Yeah. Um, well, their SaaS does mean sassy, but not when it comes it to technology and companies. So we're all back. I'm back. Um, Nick is back. Portia has left us this year. Yeah, she's moved on, eh? Gone I noticed that to, she's not in that chair that's empty beside Mikey. No, she's gone on to college to um, to pursue filmmaking. Good. Um, so we're pretty proud of her. She was a wonderful addition to our team. Yeah, last she year. was. Good luck to uh, Portia. If she's so maybe listening. we're hiring. If you want to become a production assistant here at the studio, maybe you should send your resume to uh, Mike at ylcc.com. And uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll hire a new production assistant because uh, we do miss Portia already. Yeah, and Mike's work is slipping as with his old age. He's getting older. He's got a dad now. He's got kids. He's not sleeping at night. Looks good though, eh? Yeah. So, but uh, having said that, Mikey is back. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mike's back. So, so we're all back. 
Um, and it's time for this first episode of season two, and it's a great, honest theme this week. So I want you to stick by it. It's worth it. Here we go. Mikey, are you ready to click on today's theme? It is Fireside Chat with Nick and Stu. I thought, Nick, we would start off the season with some real fireside chats with you and I about what life as an entrepreneur is, what it should be, what it could be, what it can be, what the myths are, because uh, I learned a lot in the last few weeks about entrepreneurship and my own personal journey. Okay. Um, and it was some of it was <clears throat> asked to learn about, some of it I was forced to learn about, some of it was um, unexpected, and I'm sure you've got some lessons too you've learned over the last few months since we recorded our last episode of season one. Yeah, no, I definitely have. Um, you know, I, especially a lot of my, with, with my companies, uh, a lot of my businesses is, is uh, we deal a lot with like, you know, overseas, right? And, you know, and it's funny, I, I was growing up as an, like, you know, around people who are entrepreneurs and stuff, and you're like, oh, you know, when you talk about people that are doing business overseas and things like that, you, you don't really understand a lot about, you know, the the ins and the outs of of how people in different countries with different cultures and with different ethnicities and different beliefs do business, mm-hmm. and I I, I so I, I did a lot of I had a lot of learning with that uh, learning on the job uh, with on a job experience with one of our factories that we're using uh, for our socks and it was interesting just because of the fact that um, we do things at our pace and do things at a you know a relatively what we think is a relatively quick level or a quick pace, um, not everybody kind of works in the same dynamic. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everything doesn't get done as quick or doesn't get done on time, but you know, the responses aren't right away. And yeah. one of the things that I learned is A, is it gets done, and B, is I need to be a little bit better when it comes to patience. You know, if I send you an email and I don't hear back in four or five days, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not gonna, miss, you're not gonna hit the deadline. The deadline's often not for another five or six weeks away, mm-hmm. and they have other things going on. I don't need to circle back and be like, hey, did you get my email? Uh, just wondering if you can give me some, you know, a response on that. Now, yeah. in certain things, you know, when we're talking right to our brokers and things like that, it is important to get to get a good response back in a, in a timely fashion. But what I really learned this summer and what I really learned in the last few months is, is a really great lesson in, in humility when it comes to, you know, be patient. Because, you know, if you just wait, sometimes just waiting, uh, even when it comes to negotiation and and uh, comes to negotiation, but when it comes to doing your your you know, going back and forth with um, your factories and, and, and different Spires. things that you're dealing with, um, patience is a virtue that I don't have and I need to work and be better at. Yeah, patience is a virtue, which is a really great segue yeah. into my big lesson. Because um, you're right, patience is, is, a, is a resource that is, I think, less and less available, even though it's always available. Like it's, it's there for you if you can learn how to use it. But I think it's less and less used by yeah. the human beings, entrepreneurs. So I, I really got kind of fired up this year, Nick. This yeah. past few weeks, I'm, I'll be completely honest with you. You know, I've, you know, we've talked about our love for Gary Vee, um, you know, about his 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 honest conversations with people. Yeah. Um, we both like a speaker by the name of Mike Smith a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that we always say that reason why Mike Smith is successful is because he's just honest. Mm-hmm. He's authentic, which we talk about here, which is a hard word sometimes to define, because um, everyone's level of authenticity or perception of it is different. But I really think, like, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm loving more and more this reality that I, you know, I've had. Oh my God. Okay, let's just let's just be straight up. A few weeks ago, um, I spent about half a week up uh, my one of my favorite places to go, Blue Mountain, in Ontario, with my my good friend and your good friend. Uh, you know, one of my just uh, guys become really close to me in the last little while, Dr. Greg Wells. Uh, check out his podcast, the Dr. Greg Wells Show. Listen to his podcast. We did it last year, last season. Look at his stuff. His book, The Ripple Effect, is all fantastic. 
Greg and I took three days and went up to Blue Mountain to really dive deep into our businesses, our, our methodology, our reason for what we were doing, the clarity behind what we're doing, how we can make it better. Now, Greg is one of the predominant experts in performance and health, and Greg is still trying to get better at that. I have been in business for 30 years and have not come close to understanding how I can be healthier, how I can be um, better performer, how I can run a business better, how I can whatever. This is this is like, you know, and this was like a really, we decided we'd go up there, we'd have no egos. Um, we decided we'd go up there and we'd really break down, we'd, we'd, we'd push our way through the shit. Like we would say like, okay, Stu, like you call me out, you ask hard questions, I'll call you out, I'll ask you hard questions. And we literally, one day, the middle day, I don't think we left our, we had a nice little, uh, little condo unit up there in the mountain. And uh, by mountain, by the way, if you're in Ontario, you know it's not really a mountain, but they call it a mountain. Um, it's not the BC mountains or whatever. But anyway, I digress. Um, and we came through a lot of different things to the point where I've, I've, I've discovered the book I'll write um, about it. I'm meeting with our pub my publisher this coming weekend. I, I will, I, I've discovered the book I will write based on that day. We decided that it's people don't succeed because they're too damn lazy to commit to um, what they know is right, okay? So let's say um, you are a chain smoker and you really want to quit. So you like you decide, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to go and quit. Um, and you quit for 24 hours, 48 hours. Then you go out socially with a pal who smokes and you, instead of saying no, you say, I'll have one, right? You know that's the wrong thing to do. I'm being very, very granular here. You know what's the wrong thing to do? That one cigarette leads to... Two, yeah. three, back in the game, right? So Greg and I were talking, but Greg's like, you know, I need to cut out caffeine for whatever reason. <coughs> and we were walking back from breakfast at the Westin, had a lovely breakfast, really healthy. We were talking about healthy, but we made sure we had really healthy breakfast. He called me out putting salt on something because I have a heart challenge. And, and he's like, Stu, you can't do it. I said, well, just why do you use some salt? I'm like, I just do, it's easy. He's like, yeah, but you can't. I'm like, you're right. We're walking back, we're walking by the Starbucks, and he says, do you want a coffee? I'm like, sure, we walk into the place, I order my cup of tea, he orders an espresso, and I'm like, but I thought you didn't want to, you, to have caffeine uh, from the caffeine, you know, for how, you, how your caffeine, uh, when you have caffeine, you have that fall afterwards, you have that, that crash, caffeine crash, like a sugar crash. He's like, you're right. And so we tried to figure out why was it that we'd had these great discussions leading up to the, this moment, where, which were like a half an hour apart, and I immediately went to salt, even though I said I couldn't do it. He immediately went to caffeine, even though he said he couldn't do it. And we got down to the, the point where we didn't have a big enough reason not to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. We didn't have a big enough reason not to do it. So we didn't have a, a um, we didn't have, because we always have these different lists, right? We have like these five things. I have, I have 13 different organizations under YLCC's umbrella. And I'm always writing lists out for each one of those different divisions and trying to figure out how to get them to do what they want to do. But they're always kind of scattered, right? Like, and it's and, and I, I thought to myself, maybe it's because I don't have a clear vision for all thirteen combined, mm -hmm. right? And maybe maybe that's it's not defined enough, it's not exciting enough, it's not passionate enough. I don't have it because if I did, if we had one, if we had one thing for the company, then every other part of the company would be like, listen, whatever we do has to feed into that one thing, which would then in turn answer a lot of questions. Sure. Is this the right thing to do? You go back to does that feed into the ultimate goal? If not. No, if yes, then yes, mm -hmm. right? It would, it would just eliminate so much gray area. It, yeah. it would increase clarity, right? And, and credit due, credit uh, given where credit is due, uh, Robin Sharma, uh, who I spent a decade learning with and learning, spending time with and going to his events, always preaches one single idea 
uh, which has always resonated, two of them have always resonated with me. One of them was clarity precedes mastery, mm-hmm. right? Clarity precedes mastery. Which means if you're not clear and concise in what you want to do, uh, I know others have said it. I told someone the other day about this, and like, well, I heard that from Zig Ziglar, like in yeah. 1975. I'm like, okay, so it's not a new idea, but yeah. it's lovely, it's packaged really nicely, right? Mm-hmm. Without clarity, you can't have mastery. Sure. So, that, so if you have a clear goal and a clear end game in mind, everything else should fall in place. Yeah, that's true. So, so for Greg, I'll let Greg tell you his one day. I don't want to share Greg's thoughts because they're private and personal. Um, they're great and positive. Don't get me, please don't get me wrong. Um, and mine comes down to a real true story. So I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2008. And uh, so uh, 11 years ago now. And that was a scary thing to, to learn. And as I went through the process of learning about what MS was, I had a sister-in-law who passed away from MS. So I'm fairly familiar with how how it did, you know, takes, takes the body and tears it apart and slowly takes away, you know, it's like the, the gift that keeps on taking. Mm-hmm. That's what Michael J. Fox is about Parkinson's. Yeah. He goes, Parkinson's, the gift that keeps on taking instead of giving. And, um, and so I sat down with a doctor after I got diagnosed and he said, I said, like, what does this mean for my life? And so I'm 38 years old when I get diagnosed this, so I'm 49 now. And he said, it's going to change your life. And I said, what do you mean change, your, change my life? And he said, it'll change your life expectancy. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, 65 would be a great number to think about living to. And I'm 38, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm 49. Yeah. So 65 is 16 years from now. That's not a long time. Yeah. In 16 years, my grandson will only be 16 years old, yeah, 17 exactly. years old. So that's not very far away, right? That's not much of a life to watch leave. So mm-hmm. my mom is 80, and I'm like 65. And so I kind of like brushed that off, like, hmm, you know, whatever. And then I, he said, there's things you can do. You can be more active. You can eat differently. You can, you know, these type of things, which would help. And I did for a while, and then I just kind of like gave up because right. it was... Hard. It's hard. And so I sat with Greg and I said, you know, 65 thing. And then I peeled that back. And I've always kind of been active. I, I run, you know, here and there, you know, once or twice a week. I typically run on average. Sometimes it gets crazy, sometimes less. And it came down to, to one single solitary thing that will affect everything in my life. What was the one thing? Dedicating, committing to, registering for an Ironman triathlon. Really? So I'm announcing it here on the podcast. <laughs> And to um, me. And to you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know you and I talked about doing something athletic yeah. or physical, but like, yeah. So I have registered for the Ironman Triathlon next August in Mount Tremblant. August 22nd. In Quebec. 20, 24th. 24th. 24th, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's in around that time. Yeah. Um, because, and I'm not doing it because I want to win it or because I even have a, a, a small vision of becoming one of the best in the world. My goal was to finish under 15 hours. Uh, under 10 qualifies you for Kona, which is the world championships in Hawaii. That's the big one. So under 15 would, be, would for me, like a guy who's MS, who's 50 years old. Any person. Right? Under I'll 50, be 50 right? when I do it. To do an Ironman? Holy jumper. Right? So uh, so then that started creating clarity. Like, what would I have to do to do an Ironman? I've got 10 months to train for it, a little over 10 months to train for it when I decided this. What would I have to do to, to get there? And you start thinking about your diet. You start thinking about your physical activity. You start thinking about your time. Yeah. And when you pull those three things back, you start realizing, well, that affects everything in my life. Good diet, good food. We had lunch with Mikey today. Yeah. He, he was doing so well on energy and with his health and everything else. He said he got bored of that, so he went back to eating chicken fingers. 
Which they're delicious though, eh? They are delicious. And you're not even sorry. No, he's not even sorry. Yeah, yeah. I gotta respect that too, man. I yeah. know you had you had like you had salmon. You also, you? I had I had salmon and vegetables yeah. with no sauces, just lemon butter, and lemon, just sorry, looked, lemon salt and pepper. And Mikey just looked happier. <laughs> right, he did. Yeah. Then no, Mikey just, Mikey followed his chicken fingers with yeah. three shots. Yeah. Of Frank's red hot red, sauce. Yeah. His face turned redder than our brand color. Anyway. Anyway. When you dot when you when you when you narrowed it down. And you broke that apart, like if I if I could train for this Ironman, which I've been doing since we had this little meeting, and and pretty 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 well, I feel pretty good about it. your diet changes. Your diet changes, your energy changes because yeah. you sleep better, you live better, you think better, everything. With exercise, you change. Why? Because your body changes, your physiology changes, your mental health. Number one, one of the number one things for mental health, physical activity. Yeah. Right. So that changes. With all that. You start realizing in order to get all this done, I got to be more intent with how I spend my time, which changes everything. Which means work has to become much more focused to get what I have to get done. Which means I have to cut out stuff. Like I waste instead of doing an hour watching a Netflix show, I spend an hour on the bike, yeah. or an hour out for a run, or an hour at work. If I'm going to watch something, I'm going to watch something about an Ironman, or I'm going to pick one show I'm going to watch, and while I'm watching that show, I'm going to be doing something else for work. So it really narrows down your focus, right? And it starts making a decision so like when you walk by an ice cream shop you're like I would love to have an ice cream I don't want to have dairy I'll have sorbet sorbet's full of sugar shit yeah and you're like that won't get me to the iron man and and it starts to really narrow down to what you have to do to get to what you want to accomplish and so if you have a if you have 50 different things a great quote uh, man who chases two rabbits catches none yeah, yeah exactly right like the man who catches it's so true so if I can focus on what is my mission, task, goal, my what is my red thread, as Tamsin Webster has always talked about us, but like what is that mission goal that gets me to the end of the day with a company which is to reach a billion people yeah. and possibly change, sorry, a million people a year, not a billion, um, to reach a million people a year, how do I get to there? What's the, but that's, not, that's, not even passionate, that's not even passionate enough. That's not it. So I haven't got the business one yet. Yeah. And there's some curveballs over in the business world too that... Sure have affected me. Sorry, I'm a little bit, uh, got the hiccups here. Um, but it changed everything. It got down to <coughs> fundamental, granular changes. And Greg said to me, Stu, you know, we talked about this, we, we learned, we both been to all these programs. We went to Vegas last year and spent a week learning from Tony Robbins, he and I, and we brought our Tony Robbins books and we were looking at all the schedules and the systems and the plans. And I went out for a walk with Greg, went for a hike actually, three kilometers up, up our quote unquote mountain. And it hit me on the hike. I said, you know what? Like, like this is where the work comes in. It hurts. Yeah. This is a this is a steep hike. You know, there's no hacks. Hacks are a hoax. And it all came. The clarity came in. Like, you know, in order for me to to get to that marathon, I can't try and shortchange myself or yeah. my business or my health or anything else or to live beyond 65 because that's the thing. If I do the Ironman, everything changes and I I increase my life expectancy. Yeah. What better gift is that? Yeah, exactly. The gift right? of time. Like yeah, to absolutely. say, this Iron Man, you know, and, and people have, I, I told my wife about it, and she's like, are you sure? Are you kind of crazy? Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not trying to win the Iron Man. Yeah. I'm trying to live my life so I can compete and finish the Iron Man. Yeah. Right? Exactly. At 50 years old with MS. Yeah. As a human being, because it's hard regardless. Yeah. But so that, that's, that was a huge, massive shift. And then in that conversation, we started talking, and, you know, and like we were talking about, like, you've got to be ridiculously focused. And then I said to Greg, I'm like, well, 98% focused. 
The Authentic Entrepreneurs are brought to you by. Hey, I'm Stu Saunders, and I'm the founder of the Epic Community. I just want to quickly tell you about this uh, amazing event that we do every year and about the community itself. It's a small group, less than 100 people. We go somewhere cool each year. Last year, Vancouver. This year, it's in Toronto, a very, very awesome kind of off-the-grid location. Why do I do this? I do this because I got really sick of seeing and experiencing those large, massive organizations that, or concerts that have a thousand, two thousand, even like 500 people where you're shoulder to shoulder and you're stuck like sardines and there's great production, no question. But I mean, what are you gonna pull out of that? I remember going to one last year in Vegas and I asked the guy with two and a half thousand people in the room with a very recognizable person, um, we'll just call him Anthony, and I asked one of their organizers, I said, how many people in this room take anything from this and actually do anything with it? He said less than 2%. And I asked him why. He actually said the reason why, Stu, is because there's nothing, it's just like a, a hit of endorphins. It's like going to a rock concert. It doesn't have lasting power. So I thought to myself, this needs to change. So I created the Epic Community. It's incredible. Obviously, I'm biased, but it's less than 100 people. 14 of the world's greatest faculty who know their, know their stuff on, on health and wellness and branding and business and optimization. These people are amazing. They will actually take your life to the next level. We only have a few spots left if you're interested, but hold on, wait. You probably like Stu. You own it, you run it, you founded it. You're obviously biased. You're right, I probably am biased, but it is amazing. But if you don't believe me, listen to the people who went there. Here they are. My brain and my heart are so full. It has soul. And I think this is the start of something very special. It's been real. You won't be disappointed. Blown away. Absolutely flawless. Perfect. You know that you're just around like the most amazing humans. Great experience, great people, great minds, great dis discussion. One might say, this is epic. Yeah, talk a little bit more about 98%, because you 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 and I have talked about 98%. I mean, you've been, this was, you know, you three did this in ago. August, and we're getting this. Three weeks ago, that was about Three weeks ago. So for the last, you know, two and a half weeks, three weeks up until this where this podcast airs, you and I have been talking at length you know, at 98%, what that means. Two weeks ago, I apologize. Yeah. It's two weeks ago. Anyway, so, anyway, so talk to, share with our audience 98%. Because I was saying, well, I remember like, because when this is filmed, I remember saying to you, I'm like, that to me speaks a lot better and a lot more clear, with a lot more clarity than people who say you got to, if you want to be, if you want to have what 1% of the world has, then you need to do what 1% of the world does. And so for a, a lot of people, listening to that mindset or the 2% or the 1%, whatever it is, a lot of people are like, yeah, well, I'm not one percent. I guess I, you know I'm yeah. not. I, I'm me, but I'm not. I'm I'm more on the other side. Yeah. And and I like the fact that you're just like you know it's kind of another way of looking at things. So explain to our community what that uh, what ninety eight percent means. Yeah. So here here's here's where and uh, and Mikey's a, a new dad. You've got young kids. I my kids are grown up. Um, but here's here's where we do a disservice to kids <clears throat> because we we give them conflicting conflicting messages. Society gives them one message, and parents give them another message. You know, and here here they are. Number one message. You're not perfect, and that's okay. You're only human. It's okay to make mistakes. Da -da -da -da. Like it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like don't worry about that. Which is a hundred percent true. Please know before you get mad out there. I'm not saying that's not true. That is one hundred percent true. The outside world, outside of those that love you, say in order for you to be truly successful, to be in amongst the one percent or five percent of the planet, you must be one hundred percent committed 
nonstop, every day, no failure, no fuck ups. You must be consistent. Like you, you see it right on the Instagram post. You see it. You see it, like all these people like no, no hustle, hustle, hustle. Heard a great term the other day from um, from Laura Gastner Odding, who's one of our faculty at Epic. The hustle porn, right? Where it's like you're obsessed. It's like becomes you must hustle. You must be working all the time. You must never fail. You must never stop. Right. So the world tells you you got to be a hundred percent in to do anything successfully, and then your people who love you say. You know, you're only human. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn from those mistakes. It's okay to F up. It's okay to, like, it's okay. You gotta be 100% in, but it's okay if you don't, right? So they're conflicting. So what do we learn? So our, so we, so it's like, the, it's like getting the Starbucks espresso. It's like, I'll just revert back to, I can't be everything, so I might as well not really try that hard. I'll just get by. So the 98%, so when we're talking about being, you know, being monomaniacally focused, on what we want to do with our businesses and our lives and our careers. And you know, <coughs> I said we need not to be 100% in, we need to be 98% in. So my book, by the way, and it is, this is, this is a, a piece that, you know, we'll know how many listeners, listeners we have, because I think this is probably the biggest single thing I've ever wrapped my head around. And if we have a lot of listeners, if there's a book that comes out before mine called 98%, yeah, Nick, yeah, we're, coming uh, at you. we're gonna timestamp this and we're gonna sue that person for robbing my freaking idea. Um, because I think this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm, not just, I'm not brilliant. The idea is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It just hit me. If you were 98% on your game, you would be successful in every facet of your life yeah. more than you could measure. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, by every facet, I mean you'd be healthier than you could ever imagine. You'd be happier than you could ever imagine. You would be more connected to your family than you could imagine. You would be um, have more energy than you could ever imagine. Better at business. You'd be better at your business. Your business would grow beyond comprehension. Mm-hmm. I, I left that one to the end. I didn't want to say. I didn't want people to think it was wealth. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to think it would think it was like you'd be richer than you ever imagined, right? Because I think you can be ninety eight percent in all part, parts of your life and just have a good life, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean being a millionaire or a billionaire, right? Yeah, but you can be wealthy and not be either of those, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But you know, I heard the other day from Gary Vee. He said, "If you make four hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, if you revenue, that's your paycheck, you are in the top five percent of the richest people in North America." Yeah. And people say, "I got to make a million dollars a year to be to be successful." But four hundred twenty thousand dollars puts you in the top five. No, sorry, top two percent. I can double check that. But it was, it was top two percent of the people in North America. Really? That, that that's the elite. Yeah. Is four hundred twenty thousand dollars a year and up. Sure. So anyway, I digress. Ninety-eight percent means you can live your life fully committed, put your nose down, work hard, but you can also be a human. And the example I used with you was, um, you know, you can watch a show if you want to, just not all the shows. Yeah. Um, you could you don't be a commercial parent, right? Like, which by that I mean is don't put your kids to bed during the commercials which is less relevant now because streaming shows have changed so much stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, don't like, oh, you're watching the, the baseball game and it's like, it's in between innings and you're like, okay, Tommy, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Dad wants to get back and watch the next inning because it's a tight game, but it's really game number 38 of 168 game baseball season. It doesn't really matter. Your kid matters, right? Yeah. So, but you can do 98% where if it's game seven of the World Series, your team's in it, you can say to Tommy, you know what, Tommy? I gotta get back and watch this game, so let's go to bed right now, it's a break. Or you can say, even better, Tommy, stay up. Let's go to bed two hours later, 
right? And will watch the game with me because there's a memory dad and son are going to have forever, yeah, exactly. child and parent, right? Yeah. That, that's great. So perfection is, is and, and saying 100% perfection is, is, a, is a, it's it's never going to happen. It's unattainable. It's unobtainable. You're not perfect. You're we, know, no we know Olympians that say that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if Olympians aren't perfect in their, in their craft, in their, you know, in their sport, then yeah. we're not going to be able to be uh, perfect. We're not going to be able to attain perfection when it comes to you know being a business owner or being you know a dad or a, a mom or you know whoever yeah you know so the, I love the ninety eight percent concept so speak to me about how the ninety eight ninety eight percent doesn't mean taking your summer off no of course not but what does the ninety eight percent mean when it comes to business then so you had an interesting concept with that as well I do so um, and this is credit credit due uh, credit given where credits due um, living listening to a great podcast which I love called Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman who started LinkedIn LinkedIn. Um, and he was talking about, he did a whole podcast, which was nothing to do with the Silicon Valley, which most of us talk about Silicon Valley, sure, building businesses, yeah, scaling podcast, businesses. Yeah. He talked about business that survived yeah. long-term. Ones that were, and he was comparing the idea of a, of a fast rise of a Silicon Valley company to, to a microwave oven. It's just fast, it goes fast, right? He was, that was the comparison he used. And I'm out for a run, training for my, my Ironman. See, it all comes back. I use yeah. the Ironman running time to listen to podcasts, to learn. So I'm like doubling my, my value of time there. Anyway, so, and he's talking about this, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm driving, I'm thinking, I'm listening, okay, it's interesting, I like the idea, and he talks to someone who, the guys who created Fiat, and the guy who created uh, Radio Flyer, and they've been around for 100 plus years. So I'm thinking this, I'm like, you know what? That's the problem with you know, entrepreneurs today. I just figured it out. It's microwave entrepreneurship. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not, he was talking about micro, microwaves as in the, the rise, the quick rise of, of Silicon Valley companies, of tech companies, but it's microwave entrepreneurship. It's that, how do we find a hack, goes back to hacks or hoax, to build a business fast, which goes back to instant gratification, which goes back to needing that espresso because I need, I'm tired, I want that hit, yeah. right? But then an hour later, you have a caffeine crash and it's irrelevant. Yeah. So that's a, that, that's a microwave solution right, to your tiredness, what should it be? It should be drinking water, it should be exercising, it should be eating a better diet, it should be standing up more often, it should be stretching, it should be going for walks, but that's, that's more difficult. Yeah. It's easier to microwave it, have an espresso, be done in 30 seconds, right? Yeah. But it does, it, 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 nobody, nobody goes, you don't go to your parents' house on Sunday dinner, or Thanksgiving dinner. You don't go for Thanksgiving dinner, Mikey, do you, or, 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 or Nick, and, you, and you're there with your whole family, and you're sitting down, the table's all set, and it's a half an hour before you're supposed to eat, and you're, you're, you're whoever's making dinner, your mom, dad, uncle, aunt, uncle Fred, grandma Jer Jerry, grandma Jerry, whatever. whatever. And you're just like, and you're, just, you're sitting there and, and you're like, I'm, I'm pumped up. I know we got to go. I no, know. I I, I'm so jazzed right now. So um, we, got, yeah, we have another guest coming in. But, um, but you don't say, we're, hey, grandma, where's dinner? And you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw the turkey in the microwave. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's enjoyed a microwavable turkey. Right? Yeah. And vegans, you still remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, no. <laughs> right? Like, but like, no one said, oh, you know what I really want, Mikey? If you could just make one of your microwave pot roasts. Yeah. Mmm, that would be fantastic. Or if when you make that, when you make your slow-cooked pulled pork, could you just do it for three minutes in the microwave instead? That'd be just so... No one's ever said, I really love a microwave dinner. No, of course not. Because it's fast. It doesn't last. It's shitty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's a last resort. You're in a rush. You do microwave. Well, that's what we're doing with entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's like, how do I get to a million followers on X platform yeah, now? Exactly. What's the? I'm the next big thing. Here it is. Here's the hat. How do I become the next big speaker yeah. now? Yeah. How do I sell now? How do I get this money now? You know what? That's like that's like a hit of acid, right? Yeah. It's fast. 
and then you crash. Yeah. It's a hit of caffeine, it's fast, and then you crash. There's sure. no longevity. There's like, and that's what we're doing in society right now. We are so, we are, we are not, instead of, instead of the 98% being the time commitment you're putting in over time to build something that's valuable, has something has staying power. Scalable. You're actually doing the opposite. You're flipping it on 2%. What's the minimum I can do mm-hmm. the fastest way I can to make as much money quickly? Yeah. Right? Which you can call it serial entrepreneurism. But there are people like me who have lots of ideas as an entrepreneur and you, and we're building them methodically. We're yeah. trying to. At least I'm, I'm getting even more. I think I'm more excited now about methodical business building. But you can change it to microwave parenting. Yeah, for sure. Microwave health. How's the, what's the fastest way I can shed pounds? What's the newest diet? What's the newest system? How do I have to do the least amount of work? Well, and I, and I, I agree with that. Like, I, I mean, and I think that when it, even when it comes to entrepreneurship with, with the learning, right? Like even consistently, constantly learning. I mean, when, when you've been in the game for 30 years yeah. and like you're, you're going back and, and re kind of like breaking it all down, taking it all down, taking it all apart and it came to you in a walk like that's how these books are made, man. That's how these movements are started. Yeah. It came to you in an inspirational moment that you had with Greg, where you're like, hold on a second. Maybe I'm looking at this too long. Because I think you'd probably agree that you were probably, you probably did some microwavable, oh. you know, entrepreneurial sh- stuff. Yeah. Like I know I did. Yeah. You I'm know trying to make, I'm find microwavable solutions to for things. For sure. Absolutely. And I know, like I'll, I'll give you an example of my own life with, with our, with, with one, with my company, a SaaS company. So for those that don't know with, with technology companies, uh, sales as a software. Not sassy. Not sassy, no. But we we had uh, we had the company started, and you know we were doing okay. I mean, it wasn't losing money, and but it wasn't making any. And I was getting all my resources, everything that was all resources, I was putting back into the company. But then it dawned on me, I was like, you know what? I understand social entrepreneurship because I've been around for ten years. I understand you know how to start movements, things like that. With you know the success that we had for twenty k stock day, I don't really have a handle. I'm not a um, I'm not a code founder. I'm I'm a I'm the creative founder. And so mm-hmm. uh, w- there's a difference. And what that means for people that are listening, um, a code founder is someone who writes the code. Me, I don't have the background in coding. I have the background in w- the vision, right? Yeah. And, and oftentimes... That's like a Steve Jobs and that's Steve right. Wozniak. Exactly. So Wozniak code, Jobs visionary. Yeah. So for me, but I'm the only, the only person, right? So at the, or that, that started it. So what I had to do is look at it and apply. Now, I didn't call it 98%, but it's exactly what it is, is... I think to myself, okay, I got to surround myself with a successful SaaS entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I just consume content with, of like, you know, uh, uh, Masters of Scale, which, you know, we have no problems talking about other podcasts. Master of Scale is a fantastic podcast if you're an entrepreneur. After you're done listening to The Authentic Entrepreneur, go listen to, to uh, Masters of Scale, Reed Hoffman. And, and also Dan Martell has a, another one called SaaS Academy, which is a really great um, program, online program that I invested in. Uh, like what I mean by that is I invested in yeah, the learning. I yeah. bought the program and it was, a, it's a program that, that, that's taken me about a year to kind of go through. But the stuff that I've learned from Dan Martell and, and how he, he's, he's, he's made and, and ran and, and sold, uh, five on, and I could be wrong. It could be more now, but five online companies and for, you know, great money. So, um, I'm surrounding myself with, with guys that have done it. Right. And I think that's, that's the long term Now, is that going to be a quick fix? Is that going to be able, does that mean tomorrow because I bought this program, you know, one day that the next day I'm going to be able to scale my, my online program and be able to get out of it at X amount of dollars? Nope. Doesn't mean that at all. But what it does do, it means that I have a better chance of doing that than I did before I did the learning. It also gives me a better opportunity to be able to run my company better. 
and to be a lot more knowledgeable and understanding, okay, this is how a SaaS company works. This is the onboarding process. This is why the onboarding process and those, that means signing up and yeah. logging in. That's why it's so important, yeah. right? So just going back to the 98%, it's, it's an example of like, yeah, this wasn't going, this investment wasn't going to give me a quick fix, but what it's going to do is going to make it so that I'm, I'm sustainable long-term, right. much like you're doing. Throw it back to our podcast. Yep. There's a, a stat there that says that uh, vast majority, I don't know how many it is, but the vast majority, like, like overwhelmingly vast majority of yeah. podcasts do not make it to episode 10. Yeah. 10. Do not make it to episode oh, 10. Really? Yeah. Right. And the reason why is because these people put their podcasts out, don't see their followers going. They see like after... You know, uh, if I look at our YouTube, by the way, watch on YouTube, we have a really lovely fire going right yeah, now. There's a fire going, yeah. Yeah, Authentic Entrepreneurs on YouTube. Um, but if I look at our YouTube numbers, you'd be like, we have 10 to 20 viewers of our YouTube channel. I don't care. Yeah. Because on our iTunes and Spotify yeah. and all that stuff, we're us. up in the thousands of people yeah. who listen to this show. We, 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 we're, we're lots of people downloading the show. Yeah. But regardless, that's that's not my point. That's, that's just great. That's just beside the point. The point is that people look at it and go, if I don't get the result now, I'll give it five episodes. I'll give sure. it I'll give it five weeks. I'll give it I say a business won't you won't know if a business is right for three to five years. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Three to five years. Like I pulled the plug this year on one organization, one program we did because I tried it for five years four years. It was our fourth year doing it. We weren't getting our spring OSLC. Oh yeah. Yeah. We weren't getting the numbers, right? Yeah, we're, for sure. we're we're waiting lists for our big OSLC in November. We we're getting a hundred people out and, and we're spending thousands of dollars on world class speakers. Yeah. It's a good and move. It wasn't so. I'm like, you know what? That that didn't work. But we gave it four years. Yeah. Right. I can do that. I have more luxury to do that because we have a little more cash flow. But still, you got to pull the plug sometime, right? So I'm not saying you have to be blind, but you do need to invest time. Yeah. And you have to have that ultimate goal. And you've got to be 98 percent of the time committed to everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So you and I, long game, we're 50 something episodes. I think our 56 or seventh episode, yeah. 55th. I don't know. We're in our 50s of episodes. We guarantee, we promise we do 100 episodes. 100 episodes. So we're at least halfway through what we promise we do, and we'll yep. see where we're at. And we recommitted this this summer to making the podcast better. Yep. And we've got some new things you'll hear, new stuff with, with listeners. We've got great guests lined up. You'll see it. But the bottom line is you have to be committed. Yeah. And entrepreneurs in 2019, 2020 are not committed to that long game. They, the they've been sold a, ba- a, a bag of goods. Yeah. Right, like here's, I can literally. What can I, one more one story before we wrap this up? We yeah. gotta go. We have a, we're gonna we have another podcast to record. We got a great guest coming up. Um, we got so many great guests this year. Yeah, no, it's been great. Like yeah. we're gonna so many, we have coming up. We've got uh, we've got Eric Gar- Garden King. We've got uh, we're gonna have Scott Stratton on this year. Mark we're Bowden. Gonna, Mark Bowden on, Bowden on this year. Um, we're gonna have uh, Melanie Sadka. Mel- Mel- we, we so our list is is awesome. Yeah, we're keep adding to them. List, yeah. Um, but Claire anyway, Kumar, Claire Kumar. Yeah. Um, anyway, 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 um, story, quick story. You said. So I've invested in long term, an organization in Canada that works with student leaders and I have been there every year given time. And as I've gotten more successful, with our business, we've invested financially yeah. into this organization. I'm talking two decades. Yeah. Um, and I built up, I hope, and from what, I seem, what it seems like, I've built up a trust with the organizers who I get on the phone with them, we can talk, they can ask me for advice on running programs because they're mostly teachers who run this stuff. Stuff they're not, they're not entrepreneurs, they're teachers running conferences for kids, a national big event. Long story short, um, we have a big event coming up soon and I've invested heavily in this organ- both financially and time into this, this big event. 
and and I, they they give it back to me like we'll give you access to all the kids because we know how much you care, we know what your mission is. Which is great. You know, we know that you're not in it to make be rich. If I would, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because I'm not about getting rich. It's about, it's about making an impact. Purpose before profits. This guy comes along, this young guy comes along and tries to buy his time in front of these kids, not through actually investing in the organization, not investing in in anything other than himself. He, right. he promises a fake promise. It's a yeah. fake promise. If you let me do this, I'll give away all this mm-hmm. value. And the thing about it was, nothing to do with me, I found out afterwards that the association was like, we see right through this. Yeah. This is not authentic. This is someone trying to skirt the situation, not do the 98%, but do the 2%. Right. How can I quickly get on front of people to get my message out to make money quickly? Yeah. And disguise it in a pretty package. And I don't want to say this person is 100% bad. They, they got probably do good things. Oh, sure. Yeah. But there's a, there's a 98% means you are invested over time. Yeah. For sure. So when people at the end of the day look at you, they go, you know what, Nick, 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 uh, Nick Foley, he's 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 a good guy because mm-hmm. he's always been saying the same thing and working hard to get there. Yeah. Not up and down like a roller coaster. Yeah. No. No. And I think that's I think that's that's great. And 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 I, you know, this is a topic I think we should revisit because you know we d- we did talk about it, but I know we're 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 going over time. Uh, we did talk about it, like uh, hacks or a hoax. I want to explore that with uh, the next episode that you and I talk. And I, I, I say next episode that Stu and I talk because we have a long, this is the first, this is episode number one uh, for season two, but we have a great list of, um, sorry about that. We have a great list of, of people coming in guests. that are guests that are coming in doing amazing stuff. So, but I think that the next episode when it's just you and I, I'd really like to s- explore the difference between like, you know, the long-term game, which we talked about, but the 98%, the 98% and, and continuing to say that, I, I really, I love that. And, and I think it's great. I mean, I think it's going to be a great book, but having to explore that, but also, you know, the difference between, you know, hacks are a hoax between that and like life hacks that will help you get ahead on the day type thing. I think there's well, a, yeah, there's I'm a not, yeah, I'm saying there are hacks like how to get red wine out of a white couch. Well, yeah, exactly. Trust me. Those are good things. I to know that. Exactly. Like how to work out. Do you know properly. how you do it? No, you know how you get red wine out of a white couch. I know, you know, is it club soda? White wine. Come on. You put white wine and red wine, and it gets rid of red wine. Really? 100%. It doesn't make pink wine. That's a hack. Yeah. Nope. It actually, you just... That stuff, yeah. I think that... That's a hack. Stuff, yeah, exactly. But you cannot hack parenting. You cannot hack exactly. health. And you cannot hack running a business. You're right. And that's... Full stop. Yeah. As my friend Scott Stratton would say. Yeah. End of sentence. End of sentence. I think that's where there's... That's the that's the, that's the the go-between, right? That's the misnomer. It's like, yeah, there's a hack getting red wine out of a couch, right? How to work out properly in a, in a, in a hotel room when you're in a bind, but you cannot hack your way through success yeah. or to success. And I think that's the old, the old, the old, the old, the old, the old uh, line. You can't be halfway pregnant. That's right. <laughs> Is that a line? I don't know, man. But on that note, let's wrap things up here. Yeah. Anyway, it's gonna be a great season. Nick and I are pumped. We yeah. have. We're actually not gonna have a, an episode with you again, just you and I, Nick, for over, over a month. Yeah, over a month. Yeah. Because we got four great podcasts coming up with four great interviews, and we're pumped up for that. So thanks for listening. And from the bottom of our hearts, like seriously, if you could like this and subscribe and comment and yeah. share and share it with people that you love, like send out a message to yeah. people you love. And, and I think we're evolving. We're evolving as a group. Let's build a community a team here. We're building a community. Um, you know, and we're brought to you this year by the Epic Community. It's yeah. going to be great. We'll be there. Most of our guests you're going to meet, not most of them, but a good chunk of your guests have already been on the show yeah. or will be on the show. Um, our faculty. It's a it's a cool community. So. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in for season two and we're pumped yeah looking forward and yeah until next time keep being authentic yeah boom campfire still going
Thank you for listening to The Authentic Entrepreneurs. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, keep being authentic.